Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Lock us in and stay on target with Denver's brand new sci-fi radio. Only on KFX 101.6 The Mix. And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. As uh, for this week, even though uh, we might be one man down short, but this won't stop us from doing another episode uh, today as um, we got a lot of things to, to talk about at coming out of Backlash this week and going into night of champions and going to um, other other events that's been going on last uh, this past week and going into more weeks so stay tuned and we'll see y'all in five and what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of that respect the combat podcast this is episode 120 and um I, myself, Mr. Tritnazi himself, Trico Fullerton, will be taking over the uh, hosting duties, along with my other co-hosts uh, for this evening, Mr. Eric uh, Goldstein. What's up, brother? Not a whole lot. Um, yeah, we got a lot to go over today. Um, yeah, like a lot going on. Um, hope everything's going okay with Don Ace's father and the rest of his family. Yeah, like I said before in the uh, in the intro, we might be one man uh, down short, but uh, this won't stop us from continuing on for another episode and give y'all uh, topics and news uh, coming out of the, uh, this week. And um, before we get into all the mainstream highlights and topics for today, we'll, we want to give a quick shout out to all the mothers in the world to have an early happy mother's day i hope you guys are enjoying y'all uh, y'all weekend and uh, so forth and then uh so um let's get into our first um uh main street highlights it is uh r.i.p to the enforcer going to to raw and also to dennis uh, corn the, who was the Louisville men's basketball coach? So RIP to, to, to those two gentlemen there. And yeah, uh, I actually didn't realize that um, the enforcer there podcast. I didn't realize um, Don Ace was telling me that hit him a little bit harder just because they were a heavy influence on your guys's podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was that was a big uh, the shot to me as well. And um, impact. It's launching their NFTs uh, soon, so hopefully that will give them a more a more booster on their part. A more booster on their. Part. Yeah, no, I actually was looking into that yesterday a bit um, on eWrestlingNews.com. I they're starting off with a Santino Morella NFT, and pretty much the benefits of it, they're only releasing a hundred of them. And if you buy if you buy one, you get access into their private Discord, and then also enter into a chance to win a one on one chat with him, a possible private chat with him on Discord, and then also autograph stuff. And then I think after him, then they're talking about doing. Then after him, they're talking about doing the same thing with Mickey James. Yeah. Um, do I think this will be profitable? Maybe. I mean. The NFT space has kind of been on a downhill lately, so um, I guess we'll just see what happens here. I mean, anything to give uh, um, Impact Wrestling a boost, so that might help them. It might. It might actually help them. It might get them a little bit more personal interaction with their with their um, with their uh, fans. Yeah. So let's see what what happens there. And uh, moving on, uh, Najee Harris. From the uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers was spotted at at, at, at CLLL, so that's the oh issue yeah he was there. That's oh yeah, no, he actually he was spotted at a CMLL event. Uh, he walked out with Atlantis, and Atlantis actually gifted him a luchador mask as he was walking out, and it was it was a pretty cool it was a pretty cool little experience right there, just because like he was doing his little dance and the whole nine. Apparently, the Pittsburgh Steelers like every 
off season, like they send, they send some of their players to like different countries to do training camps. And Najee was in Mexico running training camps. And then he got invited to a CML, a CMLL event, which yeah. this is actually his second time going. This wasn't his first time. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, um, in my upcoming episode of the Trinity News Talk, I will be going over uh, the NFL schedule because there's going to be a lot of games that's going to be uh, out of the states. So, and uh, and a lot of new rules coming out of the uh, for the, the when they release the new schedule. So, I will be talking about that on the Trinity News Talk as well. So, uh, and then uh, uh, moving forward, Samoan Johnson. Also known as uh, Ava Rain, is reporting making more starting out than her dad, uh, The Rock, aka Dwayne Johnson. So, yep. Even though that might be true, but she got she got a lot of more to, things to do because her dad made more impact than she did. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean, The Rock didn't start making impact in the WWE until I want to say like what like. A few years into his career, when he, because like he started off as Rocky Maivia, Rocky Maivia wasn't really working all that well. Then he became a part. Then next, you know, they formed the Nation, and once they formed the Nation, that's when he really started to elevate. Yeah, he made his debut at Survivor Series as part of um, uh, against uh, Jerry Lawler's team, and then like yeah. a, a few months later, winning the Intercontinental Title against uh, Triple H, who was known as Hunter S. Helsley. Mm-hmm. And just to be a little bit more specific for our viewers, um, he was on the Pivot podcast, and they had asked him straight up, uh, who was, who's making more money starting out as a wrestler, you or your daughter? And he straight up said, my daughter is making more money because I was only making $40 a match when I was working for USWA. Yes, yes, people. Even The Rock started off at, at making grounds meet, just like everyone else. Yeah, that was a very different time then. From where from where it is now, so you guys can get understand that, and and um, a lot of pre Tony Khan's RH stars are working RH as free agents. So um, in case y'all didn't know that um that dark and dark elevation is canceled. So like I said, I hope this gives um uh, stars that's been on dark and, and dark elevation uh TV time. Wherever they may go, they either they go to AEW or go to RH. Oh yeah, no, I mean there's like I think when I was looking it up, there's like at least like seven ROH originals accounted for that are not under contract right now. Like there's Shane Taylor, he's not under contract. Rhett Titus, he's not under contract. Tracy Williams, he's not under contract. LSG, he's not under contract. Cheeseburger, he's not under contract. But they're still making regular TV tapings. So. It's like, that's why I made the joke like earlier this week when I posted about it and I was saying, I'm like, so you bought the company, but not the talent. I don't know what they, what they doing with that. But, um, we got a little hint that, um, that collision, uh, is coming soon based out of coming out of, uh, this, uh, this week's dynamite. And then, um, I know some people have mixed feelings when, um, you have RH talent on the show even uh at the start of the show uh, of the show you had um their their world champion Carlo Casanova and their tag team champion went up against refitters what what people call a double double jeopardy where if Claudio wins then the BCC get a, gets a tag team title match or if Ray Phoenix wins he gets a world title match so and y'all saw the result Claudio Claudio Casanova wins so they will probably get a title shot on RH um, uh, show, so I definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And um, and I do think Katsunori will probably pick Willa Yuta as his partner, go against the uh, the the Lucha Bros uh, for an upcoming um, RH show. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely think they need to move away a bit from having ROH on AEW TV, they kind of need to separate the two, like we've been saying. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, it still was a good match. Like, Ray Phoenix versus Claudio was a good match. And like you said, I think he's going to end up <laughs> picking Wheeler Yuta to team with him. 
um, to go after the tag titles, but I don't see them going over and taking them. I think I think the Lucha Bros are going to retain. Yeah, that's why they do. But uh, we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, now moving on, Canelo beat uh, John Ryder in a unanimous decision. So that's no surprise there to me. So that's no surprise. That's no surprise. And it, yeah, I, yeah, I was looking into it, and in the match, he also had like three different times where he almost knocked the guy out, and it probably should have been knockouts, but exactly. And then, um, we had a couple of returns uh, to TV this week, which was Becky Lynch, Miro, and Thunder Rosa. Yep. Um, happy to see Becky back. I thought that was a funny little angle that she did with um, Trish Stratus with coming back. Did you see the? Did you see the clip that got posted to Instagram where um, she walked backstage and was like asking all the all the all the backstage crew like, "Who cut off my music?" I don't know. They've been doing a lot of um, watch uh, interest uh, lately, so. Oh, no, they ended up playing in, no, they ended up playing into a storyline and like freaking she's just like who got my music who got my music and like three of the guys just all point at one guy and the guy's just like miss lynch miss lynch i was told i was told to go, it's okay it's okay forearm <laughs> yeah but um my issue is um i didn't di uh, uh i didn't want them to do the, uh becky's return so so early because you got until august that's a, 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 a because that's the plan match they do, that they want to do at SummerSlam. But now, how are you going to stretch all this from when May right now until August? And I feel like this is going to be uh, kind of bland out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree. I feel like with how WWE likes to stretch out storylines nowadays, um, I definitely can see this. Um, I could definitely see this being elongated out way too long. And then it just ends up being another storyline that gets lost. Exactly. And then uh, for Miro, I hope he becomes the next challenger for or for Orange Cassidy. If I see anyone defending uh, Orange Cassidy for the international title, it's going to be Miro. That's Same. Yeah. I do like especially with the title run he had with the TNT championship. I definitely think he could have a good run with the international title. Now the yeah. big question is though, what about Thunder Rosa? Because like there's mixed feelings about her in the and there's mixed feelings about her backstage. Yeah. But uh it's like a CM Punk situation. Yeah. And um we have to see where where she fits in because we are still in the storyline of the AEW originals versus the uh, the outcasts. Unless they're gonna get uh unless the outcast gonna get a new member on their team and then then somehow they can fit Dunder Rosa in there because uh there's been a lot of rumors saying, Oh, um, we're gonna try to do a first ever women's uh, blood and guts match, but um Depends on who's going to be added to the each team. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting where these three returns are going to lead uh, into. But um, uh, moving on, the IWGP Women's Title is Japan's exclusive, and the A and the NJPW Strong Women's Title will stay. State stateside, pure uh, Rocky Romero. Right. And, um, and then, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say personally, I don't know this whole this whole NJPW strong women's title like just does not make sense to me because I'm like, you guys don't even have a women's division. Like you have one, you have one, you have one female talent signed. That's it. Like the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna move on from that. Uh, hashtag B B O S J thirty <laughs> has just begun with Speedball versus uh 
uh, a hero, a hero, as his first, uh, first, first main event. So you uh, go ahead with that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see how this year, how this year's best of Super Junior goes. Um, I saw clips of it from New Japan's Instagram. Of course, when of course with Leo Rush's first match when he faced off with Show, freaking evil came out from behind him and jumped him. So hopefully that doesn't become a reoccurring thing because that shit just annoys the crap out of me with all this bullet club interference bullshit and. And the fact that they don't even fucking disqualify him because, oh, it's technically on the outside of the ring and the match has not started yet. Yep. So uh, that, that's the entry there. But uh, that's all the Main Street highlights that we have for y'all today. So let's get into our first uh, main topic uh, for, for this episode. And uh, we got two tournaments going on, and that's the NST Women's Title and the brand new World Heavyweight Championship. So going from NST last Tuesday, we had our two uh, quarterfinal matches with uh, Timothy Stratton defeating, um, yeah, well, hold on, let me put up the bracket here. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Stratton defeating Gigi Dolan and Laura uh, Vakaria defeating Keanu James. And then uh, next Tuesday, we'll have Roxanne Perez versus JC Jane and then Core J versus uh, Fallon Henley. So, what are your thoughts on this tournament? And then, who do you see making uh, to the finals on May twenty eighth at NXT Battleground? Well, first off, I think it's bullshit that Tiffany beat Gigi. I thought Gigi should have honestly. I thought, I thought they should have had the semifinal match where it was J JC Jane versus Gigi again, and then like one of them makes it to the final, and then there's some type. Well, then they would just be elongating that storyline. I don't know. I feel like, and I hate to say this, even though I hate the bitch, I have a feeling that it's going to end up being probably, um, I have a feeling that it's going to end up being Tiffany Stratton versus, um, versus, uh, Cora Jade. Either that, or it's going to be that Tiffany gets knocked out in the semifinals, thank God. And then they finally have Roxanne versus uh, versus Cora Jade for the NXT Women's title at Battleground. Yeah. Uh, I feel the semifinals is going to be interesting because uh, you got two rivalries going ahead based on what uh, from Tibby Stratton and <laughs> Roxanne Perez when they was facing uh, while Indy was champion at the time. And then you got, and then you got Laura and Cora J, who has their own rivalry. So, this that's going to be very interesting once we get to the uh, to the semifinals. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. And then, um, moving on from the NST Women's Title to the brand new World Heavyweight Championship. So we started our uh, qualifying matches on Monday uh, with. Uh, Seth Rollins defeating Damian Priest and Shisuke Nakamura in the first triple threat match. Then Finn Balor defeating The Miz and Cody Rose, thanks to Brock. We still have no explanation on why he attacked Cody Rose. Instead of we just get a look at my face, look at my face. And then okay. later on, that was kind of that that was kind of cringe in my like like in my opinion that was kind of cringe. Like, I get he was trying to pull the whole tough guy gimmick, but just, I don't know. For some reason, like, tell me if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong here, but every single time Brock Lesnar tries to scream on live television, his voice cracks. That ain't the only thing. They botched, um, uh, in the beginning of before he gave a talk, you can't even barely hear him. You got this whole piping crowd noise uh, in the back. Like, you can't even hear him. Like, what's going on there? I was going to say, it sounded like the fucking sound guy fucked up. Of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> but, well, you know, he got the good old, yeah, <laughs> Like, that don't make no sense at yeah, all. Yeah, like, like, that mic fuck up, like, that mic fuck up screwed up the entire promo. Like my just, yeah, no, it was bad. But I didn't realize Cody fucked his face up so bad. I mean, 
You saw what happened to Black Ash. That's the first time we see blood in a long time. Yeah. Yep. And then um and later on in that night, uh Seth Rollins defeated Ben Beller. It was was a uh SummerSlam rematch for the first ever universal title. And now Seth moves on to the finals for Night of Champions. And then going into SmackDown, uh, we have two triple match, two two triple third matches here with um AJ Styles, Edge, and Rey Mysterio, which I, I think is going to be a banger triple threat. And then you have Bobby Lashley, Sheamus, and the United States champion, Austin Theory. Now, why is Austin Theory in this uh, match? He's already the United States champion. Like, if you're going to put Austin Theory in there, then you should have put Gunther in there. So that'll make sense. Yeah, no, I didn't understand that at all. Like, freaking, they must, they have to be doing something here for storyline. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, no, it don't make any sense to me about Austin Theory being in the, being in this tournament. Yeah, I know a lot of people tired of seeing uh, uh, Theory versus Bobby Lashley, but it is what it is. Uh, is that, that's probably going to go all the way to fucking SummerSlam at this point. Like, what the fuck is up? Like, okay, just a general question. Like, before we hop into another, before we hop into our next topic, what is up with just wrestling, just wrestling bookers in general? Like, no, like no particular company, but wrestling bookers in general wanting to elongate storylines for like six months. Like, bro, what happened to the good old days of when, like, you know, after a pay-per-view, new storyline, uh, pay-per-view, new storyline, pay-per-view happens, new storyline. Like, like what happened to all that? Like, you like you know what I mean? Like, I feel like nowadays, like, like nowadays, like, like even with AEW, like, they're literally, they're taking a story, they're building off of it, they see one thing off of it that goes, oh my god, and then they elongate that storyline for, like, six months. Man, they ain't even in the only thing. Like they even uh mess up the uh backlash. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, at, at the backlash, at the the raw at the backlash. Like that, it was pure, it was pure garbage. Uh, the yeah. even um when Data Bird tried to high five a kid, I'm like, who are you? I like that was the funniest thing ever. Like that was the funniest thing. Ever. It really was like I mean I like don't get me wrong I feel like Dana Brooke gets shit on way too much, but um, but like that was kind of that was kind of funny not gonna lie just like when the kid like when she goes to walk up to the kid she's just like hey what's up and he's just like who are you, <laughs> man, uh, man they just gotta um look I it's a, it's no surprise here like um every time they go into a a Saudi pay-per-view, they always go, um, how I say this, like, they always, like, don't, they really don't care going into, like, storyline. They always try to rush things and then just just try to go into a Saudi pay-per-view, so, uh -huh. it, yeah, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, like, now it's pretty obvious we're going to be getting a SmackDown Women's title match between Rhea Ripley and Natty at Saudi Arabia, but at the same time, it's just like, you still have the women's the women's titles on the wrong brands! Yeah, I don't know when they're gonna be doing the switch, but, uh, my guess is probably after the, uh, after the Saudi, uh, after the United Champions, but, um, we'll see how that goes, yeah. Anywho, uh, let's move on before we get off topic too much. Exactly. But um, the the NFL playoffs. So um, we got uh the the official um uh, updated bracket here. So the Denver Nuggets had defeated the uh, the Phoenix Suns of uh, four to two, and then they, they now will be moving on to the Western Conference Finals, where they gonna be winning the winner of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, where it's currently at. Three to two, uh, Lakers lead, and that's on the on the west side. So, um, and then on the east side, 
uh, the Miami Heat is currently leading at 3-2 against the, the New York Knicks. And then we got a tie here between the 76ers uh, and uh, the Boston Celtics. So, uh, man, we got a competitive um, uh, conference fighters here with um, even oh, though – yeah, I was gonna say we got a we got a competitive fucking um, what was it? We got a competitive um playoff season here, just in general, like straight up. Like, I mean, I kind of find it ironic. I mean, not really ironic, but um, like you know, for example, the Miami Heat, they they're the number eight seed in the East right now, and they took out the number one seed in the first round. So it's like if anyone's got the most eyes on them right now, it's the Heat because of the fact that it's like, hey, wait a minute, you weren't supposed to be in here that long. And the fact that they knocked out the number one seed of the East in the first round, like, like there, there's something to say there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then same thing go for the Lakers when they knocked out the number two seed uh, in the West, and people is going headlines to say, oh. That the time when they was in a, in the bubble, that ain't no fluke. That ain't no fluke. Oh yeah, no. Just like Jerome Butler, he said he's like, this is the playoffs. He's like, this is the grind time. Like, this is where we gotta like really show our show our strengths. And you know, I mean, the only number one team left right now is the Nuggets. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they're the only ones making it to their conference finals. So uh. We'll see after after this week um, who's going to make it uh, to the conference finals so for the West and for the, the East uh, go, go, going forward. I, but, uh, I think I think the Heat are going to take it in Game Six. I think they're going to I think they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I hope so. But uh, and, and I personally think um, I mean, either or would be is going to be a good series, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Heat versus the Seventy Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the Western Conference Finals. I think it's going to be the Nuggets versus the Lakers. That's what I think too. But um, we'll see how it goes uh, um, after this week. But uh, yep. uh, with that being said. Uh, we'll be right back at, after this break, so uh, stay tuned. My Don't get stuck in the cold with Adidas. Prepare for the freezing season ahead with their new My Shelter Climate Heat Parka. With the kids getting ready for school, give the gift of warmth this fall by using offer code BMSM19. Receive up to $100 off at adidas.com. Get the hottest fall collection today. Get ready. Gear up. Give Adidas. And just like that, we are back. So uh, how are you feeling after the first half? Feeling pretty good. Um, honestly... Honestly, it seems like we're zooming by with this now without Donnie's. But, um, you know, um, still love you, buddy. Uh, things are going, things are, you know, going pretty smoothly. Um, I won't have an aneurysm as long as Tiffany Strand doesn't win the NXT women's title. <laughs> well, um, if that happens, then you might have to, um, just uh just just chill somewhere in um in Puerto Rico and just have a, a, a nice uh pina colada. And just I, was gonna, I was gonna say, what would you I was gonna say, what are you gonna do if, if Grayson Waller wins the wins the world heavyweight wins the world heavyweight title or a US title? I'm moving. Get out of here. You're moving. Yeah. <laughs> but uh -oh. Yeah, but going back to Puerto Rico, so uh, backlash was uh, this last uh, Saturday, and uh, mm -hmm. let me tell you something: that Puerto Rican crowd, they put the, uh, oh uh, the they put the, uh, the the crowd in the U.S. into shame. I swear, dude, a hundred percent agreed. 
Like that crowd was something else. Like the show itself, the show itself was made by the crowd just because of how much energy they had. Like even Bad Bunny's entrance was fucking sick. Like everybody, everybody coming out was sick. Zelina Vega's, Zelina Vega's uh, tribute to Puerto Rico and like how the crowd was feeling towards her. Triple H, you fucked up not letting her win, but whatever. Um, the thing, like, it's just that crowd was just so nice. Like, it was just, that's the best way to put it. It was just so nice. It was so perfect. Just because of how much energy they had, how much they were into the show. And, like, literally every time someone got hit, like, they were making a noise. So it was almost like adding in more effect to, to the show. Like, they basically became a part of the show almost. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and uh, it, was, it, was ac it actually went so well that now, even though WWE is saying they want more money next year to come back, most of the roster is like, we want to go back. We want we want Puerto Rico to be like a normal staple for backlash. Yeah, and speaking of money, uh, WWE was reportedly paid $1.5 million by the PR's the tourism the department for backlash and wants more to go back. Now, I don't think they're going to go back go back right away. I'd rather for them to go back to Puerto Rico when it's uh it's very necessary and it's um more uh, meaningful. You know what I'm saying? So uh because a crowd like this, like this is something really special that they um they get seek they seek they into because Going into uh to, to, to backlash, this the the whole main focus was uh was bad buddy. That that's why. So that's why I say anytime that that WWE goes back to Puerto Rico for for a premium line of event, it's gotta um it's gotta mean something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they got the freaking what was it? What is it that's coming up? Money in the bank. They have that at the O2, don't they? Yeah, in London. Yeah, they no. What? Yeah. I thought the O2 I thought the O2's in Scotland. No, it's in London. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, because they got that one coming up at the O2. Like it seems like every pay-per-view now that they're put that the main roster is pushing out is pretty much going to be a premium live event, like a premium stadium show. Yeah. You get what I mean? Cuz like mm -hmm. think about it. Night of Champions going to be a stadium show. Um Money in the Bank Stadium Show, freaking uh, SummerSlam Stadium Show. Where by the is SummerSlam just one night again, or is it going to be two nights like it was last year? No, uh, SummerSlam was never two nights. It was, it was only one night. Oh wait, yeah, no, you're right. I'm getting it wrong. Uh, it was because SummerSlam was on Saturday instead of Sunday last year. Never mind. Yeah, and um. Before I go over the results, um, here's a fun fact. This, um, the last time WWE had a pay-per-view back in Puerto Rico was back in 2005 for New Year's oh, wow. Revolution. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it's been that long. Yep. They said it's been that long. And then um, going over the, the results, um, Bianca Belair defeated EO Sky. To retain the Raw Women's Championship, even though most of the crowd was booing Bianca and going and going for EO Sky in the match. Yeah, so, like they like like I said, the booking for back the the match quality itself was good. The booking was meh. Yeah. And then um I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the only one time I am ever gonna be praising. Omos, but this is the only match that he in his lifetime that people will be praising him for, and that's okay. it. That's all. Okay, that's no. he, he shocked me. I was just like, like, I was expecting it to be in a complete and utter shit show, and it actually was a pretty good match. Like yeah. he actually he actually held his own, and I'm not gonna lie, Seth Rollins actually, you know, he kind of elevated the match quite a bit with with kind of. I mean, he has he has obviously way more experience than Omos, so he kind of was carrying the match for a good portion. I can tell. Of course, several uh, was going to try to carry carry Omos to a good match, even though he tried to kill him 
with three curb stomps. Tried to kill him. Including one off the top rope. Yeah. I, that, that was even a move that you could do on WWE 2K22 that go out the top rope. You can? Yeah, that's the finisher. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And then um, Austin Deary the retaining his United States Championship against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed, which, uh, which I think uh, adding to my, my, my personal feelings, I think it just should have been uh, Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed one-on-one, but they added Austin Theory uh, into the match, which was not really necessary, but it is what it is. But um, Austin Theory retained, so he will bring the United States title to, to SmackDown, and Bobby Lashley is going to SmackDown while Bronson Reed stays on Raw. Yeah, no, I mean, overall, it was an entertaining match. And, I mean, I personally think they should have they put Bobby over. But, you know, you know how it is. Now that Vince is back, he, he, needs, to, he needs to protect his little boy. Yeah, I didn't think Austin Theory is going to lose the title yet. Just uh, coming off his win against John Cena at WrestleMania. So, I don't think he's losing the United States title anytime soon yet. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, Rhea Ripley defeated uh, Puerto Rico's own Selena Vega to retain the SmackDown uh, well, Women's Championship. Even though some people are saying, "Oh, Selena should should win the title," and then later on, Rhea, Rhea Ripley gets it back. So I don't know how good uh, uh, a good as good as as that would have been, but um. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that a lot of people don't under that a lot of people don't realize that Zelina actually has a very extensive wrestling background. Um, I mean, I'm pretty. Have you ever seen any of her work from TNA when she was a part of the Latino, the Latino American Exchange? Yeah. So, so see, that's my point right there. She's a former Knockouts Tag Team Champion. And she's, you know, she's work. I mean, she's a former, she's a former tag team champion on WWE as well. And the thing is, is that she could actually do some work in the ring. She, she knows what she's doing, and she also knows how to work safe. So it's like I don't understand why they haven't really given her much of a push in the ring. Like I've been saying it for months that she should be getting an in ring push just because she can actually wrestle. Yeah, even though they won't uh, acknowledge that, but. When people think of Selena Vega in WWE, most people will think of her as the valet for uh, Andrade. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what people will, will, will mostly will, will know her for. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. But um, at least uh, Selena Vega got her praise, and uh, but uh, and then um, but the one who got the most praise is Bad Bunny. And he defeated Damian Priest against uh, in a Sangwar uh, street fight. And uh, let, oh, yeah. me, let me say a couple of things. Um, some people are saying that Damian Priest was buried here. I'm like, shut up. Shut the heck out. Okay. Damian Priest was not buried here. He had, a, he had one job to do. And that's make uh, the, the Bad Bunny look good. Which he could do on his own. Just like um, uh, Logan Paul and um, some uh, uh, and a few other celebrity wrestlers that came in and um, and, and was and also have received highest praise for it. I mean, like, come on, right? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, Damian definitely was not buried in this match. He looked very strong, and I mean, it's just a matter of that. I mean, Bad Bunny kind of caught on quick. Like he he's not a bad wrestler. I hate to say it, but he's really not a bad wrestler. He caught on the stuff real quick. I mean, he opened the fucking match with a Michinoku driver. Yeah, he's definitely put uh the some of these full time wrestlers into shame. Like oh yeah, no, he's definitely put some of them to shame. And like, I mean, his finisher was the he calls it the bunny destroyer, but he does a fucking Canadian destroyer. Name another celebrity that comes in to wrestle that learns how to do a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, and then uh, in the match, we saw the return of uh, WWE uh, Hall of Famer uh, Savio Vega and the uh, apple-spitting 
Carlito Caribbean cool. Now my question is, are we going to see Carlito on SmackDown tonight with LWO, or was that just a one-off? Um, they say they want uh, uh Carlito back because they still want to do the LWO versus Judgment Day uh War Games match in, into Survivor Series. So, um. Uh. Well, who would be who would join? Because they got Dominic, Finn, Damian. Who would be third and fourth for the war for their war games match? I have an idea. It's uh, JD McDonough. JD McDonough. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense seeing that he is Finn Balor's protege. Yeah, that's a that that's my war games prediction there. You have JD Medutta on Judgment Day, and then you can have Carlito on the LWO, and that's your war games match there. That's and Carlito also is fuck. He looks fucking jacked. He looks good. He looks better than when he was in WWE before. Yeah, exactly. Like he don't he don't even need to come back like full time like he used to do. Yeah, he <laughs> could, yeah, he could he could be a part timer because he looks absolutely really good in the shape that he's in. Yeah. And then um moving on, the the bloodline defeated Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle and it's six man tag. So hopefully that um pleases Wolverine Reigns, but even though Jay Uso almost got the Samoa spike. Almost got Yep, I yep. Yeah, that was a pretty close call. But I was happy to see that um I was happy to see that um, that they put over Kevin, Sammy, and uh, Matt Riddle. Although I'm wondering now, it's like because Sammy, Sammy and Kevin don't go to Saudi. So what happens with the titles? Because they had the opportunity to take it off of them at you know on SmackDown, and they didn't. So it's like I'm now kind of confused. Like, are they going to Saudi? Or are they not going? And the tag titles are staying home. Like, what's going on? Well, they didn't say specifically if all the titles have to be defended, but um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's been the that's been the theme of the pay per view though every year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not going to be like Triple H is just going to get on the mic in Saudi and just be like, "Oh, our tag our tag team champions aren't here because uh, they don't like you guys." Yeah, but um. Uh, but moving on, and then the main event was uh, Cody Rose defeating uh, Brock Lesnar, where Cody overpowers uh, Brock's Kamora lock and do a flash pin. Yep. And um, there was even a, a, a t uh, on Twitter, a Twitter meme, where Cody Rose did the, uh, the uh, let me at him walk. Let me at him walk. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad. I, I like the match overall. Um, I figured once I saw the roll-up pin that that was going to be continued just because of the fact that, you know, that was kind of a cheap win. But, yeah, now, now intrigued to see what happens next. I guess at Night of Champions from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but uh, uh, moving over from Backlash, going into uh, UFC... Uh, to uh, 88 where um uh tony uh tony ferguson got charged with dui active uh, for flipping his truck i'm like boy what's wrong with you and then uh okay. did you see the pictures yep i saw it dumbass my goodness and then uh shane o'malley's next uh matchup is for uh, uh, Al Joe, so that's gonna be very interesting. And then, um, uh, T uh, TUL thirty one, we see Conor McGregor versus uh Chandler, which that premieres on uh on May thirtieth, uh, which is uh Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, I'm just gonna go over the the main card where you see uh. Uh, Sterling retained the Bantamweight 
uh, uh, better weight title against uh, 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 Henry Sejuda. Uh, uh, and then we saw uh, Bilal Muhammad defeat uh, Gilbert Burns. And then um, in the women's story about uh, Yacht Azina defeated uh, Jessica, Jessica Andrade. Uh, Mansoor Ivella uh, defeated uh, Diego Lopez. And then uh, Charles uh, Jolson defeated um, uh, Corin uh, Gracie. So that's uh, uh, the main card there. And uh, if you guys want to uh, check out the, the the rest of the card, you go on, on UFC.com uh, dash slash event slash uh, UFC 288. Yeah, and then also, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but also after Algernon Sterling's match, he was confronted by Sean O'Malley, who came from the crowd and walked directly into the ring and was just basically like, what's up? Yeah, uh, uh, exactly. So, um, but um, I'm interested to see where Conor McGregor goes because I've been hearing this rumor, and I'm pretty sure you heard me too, Saying, oh, Conor McGregor is going to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. He's going to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Well, okay. Apparently they have... Apparently they have three people slated for him for like the next three pay-per-views. It's AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, and... Fuck, who was the third one? Shit. I can't remember who the third one was. Um... Is it Cody? Mm, I think. I have to let me look it up real quick. But he, he has like three slated opponents now for the next three pay per views, including SummerSlam. So if that was to happen, I feel like that would shock a lot of people. Um, Here, let me try to find it. I know it's in our group chat. Um, oh, not that. Okay. There we go. Yep, it was Cody. Yeah, they are saying that for Night of Champions, he's going to be facing AJ Styles. Money in the Bank, it's going to be Bobby Lashley, and then at SummerSlam, it's going to be Cody. Yep. But uh, but that. But you, you never know. It could become a three-way. Oh God, no! What the heck? Like and you know. And the next thing you know, Conor McGregor comes out the Hornswoggle's team. All of a sudden, not being racist or anything. Oh my goodness, bruh. Y'all don't have to do anything to please Endeavor. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, seriously, I saw a fucking video. I'm trying to figure out how some of this old shit even got past TV just because, like, I saw this one clip. Where fucking Vince McMahon is in like the in the ring telling certain wrestlers to leave and he just randomly spits out, if you're not Caucasian, well, well leave. I'm like, what the f I'm like that's that's fucking racist. Yeah, he's been known that, so no surprise there. And this is why I say he needs to leave WWE and just fucking I have a hearty I have a cardiac arrest already, Vince. Well, he already has another case against him, so. Yeah, I know. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. But now, moving into gaming. So, we got a possible teaser of Mortal Kombat 12. And uh, in the teaser, you saw the clock was moving, and then once it passed uh, 12. So, that kind of gives you an indicator of that gonna be um, uh, Mortal Kombat 12. Yep. So yeah, I, I saw that online as well. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. And then um, another Dragon Ball instead of Universe Two uh, D DLC pack is available now uh, for purchase uh, and for download. So you guys here, yeah, I can check that out. And then. More WWE the DLC news, even though this one I'm not really excited for 
but it is what it is. And uh, we had the uh, the pre pretty sweet uh, uh, pack, which comes out uh, the next week on May 17th. And that includes the OC, Pretty Deadly, and Tiffany Stratton. Oh, wait, shit. I just realized that, yeah, Rick Steyer is a part of that package. That's not going to age well. Yeah. And then we got I got a couple others uh DLC coming soon, which we'll get to that or when that or when that or when that comes around. But um yeah, like I said, not very excited for uh for this upcoming DLC pack, but it is what it is. But um yeah. And then hopefully uh Donez will be back with us uh the uh, next week. And uh, like I said, uh, just stay tuned for another episode. If you guys will watch the Technology News Talk, um, as we go be going over a lot of other mainstream topics that have been discussed for y'all uh, that this week. But uh, anything else you, you want to um, uh, announce or want to plug in, uh, Eric? Before we uh, wrap up, um, yeah, a couple things. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at at Respect the Combat. If it's on Twitter, uh, RTC Podcast One is the username you'll be looking for. Give us a follow. We're always keeping you up to date on everything going on in the in the sports realm, whether it's wrestling, mixed martial arts, basketball, anything in that regards. And also, if I have any listeners on here in the Columbus, Ohio area, be sure to head over to Ruckmore Lounge to check out the new food trailer out back, Steve B. Mobile. He's a close friend of mine, um, has amazing food. Everything is made from scratch. I've literally watched him make everything from scratch. And, oh, my God, this man is a genius when it comes to making food. So if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area, head over to Ruckmore Lounge to get some good food and a nice little tasty beverage. And speaking of tasty beverages, now since it's been about a month and I can finally talk about this again, if you haven't heard of them yet, Disney Infused Beverages, the fastest growing infused beverage company on the market currently. We just released our new our new D9 seltzer flavor, uh, Peach Bliss. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Honestly, the taste of it is great. I'm excited to, tr I'm excited to, to get a full case. But um, yeah, if you haven't already, check out journeyhemp.com. Name of the beverage is Fizzy. Um, we're currently in, I believe now, 29 states. So we're expanding very quickly. And like I said, I'm a regular consumer of them. They taste amazing. Honestly, they got me to even stop drinking alcohol. So if you haven't already, Fizzy Infused, check out those handles on all social media platforms. Yeah. All right, all right. And uh, with that being said, and we'll see y'all next week for another episode. Until then, keep tight, and we'll see y'all soon. Peace.